Hey guys, thanks for joining. This is Kat Shear, and this is a special presentation of Clydesdale Media. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone about our sponsors. RX Smart Gear provides world-class jump ropes, grips, and other gear for us all. Use the code Clydesdale15 for 15% off your order at smart, rxsmartgear.com. Mobility Movement is a program that teaches you how to increase your capacity to heal, reduce recovery time, and restore your nervous system to peak health. Everyone gets a seven-day trial, and after that, our followers will get their first free month when they use the code Clydesdale Free Month at mobilitymovement.com. That's mobilitymvmnt.com. And finally, C4 Energy, delivering the most effective, best-tasting, and highest-quality products. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at c4energy.com. Now, look who we have here. Today. Hi. Hey, how are you? On Meet the Athlete, we have Granite Games semifinalist Emily DeFeo. Yes, yes, I and that's it. You recently got married. So, what's the third name we got? I did. So, I got married in January, and my husband's last name is B Roth. Um, I haven't okay. gotten all of that changed with CrossFit yet. So, for this season, I'm still DeFeo. Um, but next season, keep a lookout for B-Roth because my name will definitely be changed by then. I have heard that that is quite a process and it's going to yeah, be, you know, us researching you in going back in history, very difficult. So it's yeah. all good. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Congratulations on getting married and on qualifying for the Granny Games. Yeah. Thank you. How are you feeling about competing in just a week now? It is so close. I think that it felt like the prep period was really long between quarters and now semifinals. I guess last year I was at the MAC. And so that was the first one. And it seemed like the time in between is a little shorter. So finally last week when everything got kicked off, we were like, okay, like this feels real now. And so it's gone, of course, um, syndicate and now MAC. And then I feel like because that's all started, I'm like in my like waiting, waiting spot so. You're like, you're like the horse in the, in the gate, yeah. right? Like just oh, yeah. like ready to go. That's yep. gotta be hard to see other people compete and you just kind of chomping at the bit wanting to yeah. get out there. Especially with the two identical workouts across mm -hmm. the board for everyone. It's like, it's a good and a bad, right? You get to watch like everyone do it first and you get to like make notes and take feedback, but then you're like, yeah, chomping at the bit. Like, okay, like when do I get to do that too? Right. And then sometimes, I don't know, I would probably do this. I would just overthink it a hundred percent, right? You keep yeah. seeing different ways of doing it. Oh, and that looks good. And mm, how's this going to go? It's kind of like when the open announcement gets released on Thursday night. And if you, for some reason you have to wait until Sunday to do it, it's like, no, I'd rather just do it and get it over with. Yeah. It's a lot like that, except for way longer <laughs> and way more, <laughs> and way, way more, more important. People. Yeah. <laughs> Way more important, different stage and all of that. I love it. So you've been in this game for a bit. You're 25 years old. Yeah. And when did you decide that qualifying for the CrossFit Games was going to be your ultimate goal? So I graduated college in 2018 and I kind of was at this, like, I had been in CrossFit for not that long, but long enough that I knew that it looked like I had potential. Um, and so I graduated with like a choice of like, okay, am I going to pursue like CrossFit full time? Like at that point in time, like my goal was regionals. That sure. was before, that was right before regionals disappeared. So I was like, am I going to pursue this? Or am I going to pursue like a like more normal career? And I was like, you know what? I'm 21. Like when in my life am I going to get this kind of opportunity again? And so I was like, I'm going to go all in. Um, at that point, like I said, the goal was just regionals. 
And I feel like at that point in time, like I didn't know what I didn't know. And I feel like I could have been satisfied with that, but then that all went away. Um, and the seasons all got like mixed up for a little while. And so it was like, okay, I'm like still doing this, but like for what purpose? Right. And so it was at that point that I was like, if I'm going to do it, like we're going to go all the way, like we're going to try our best and lay it all on the line here. And so here we are, like, I guess like three and a half years later and we're not slowing down yet. I still kind of feel like I'm just getting started. So just what? ready to go ahead. So, yeah, no, I just feel like the changes in the season, you're right between like 18 and then 19 and 20, it really sort of took the wind out of the sails of a lot of sort of bubble athletes, right? Which I would assume you would consider yourself back then, you know, someone just about to make regionals or going for regionals. Yeah. I know I yeah. have friends that, you know, could have qualified for regionals. Regionals got taken away. You had to figure out what sanctional event you were going to go to. Um, did you did you approach that season 2019? Did you plan to go anywhere in 19? Did you make it to any sanctioned events? 2019, I just trained. I just adapted to like okay. full-time wife, like that type of thing. Um, 2020, the year that was crazy, I went yeah. to Wadapalooza. Okay. Um, and like, I want to say it was two weeks after Wadapalooza, like the, the, world, the world went crazy. And then everything was like, oh, again, it was like, what are we, what are we doing now? So right. wish you had known that in October when you did the open, right? Because the open actually right. meant something. Right. And, <laughs> and I had already qualified it. for Wadapalooza before that anyways, because okay. Wadapalooza qualify happened in September. And then sure. the whole competition didn't happen until like so much later, like February. Yeah. So I've spent a lot of time like training and preparing for things. And I feel mm -hmm. like this is going to be my first season that I'm like really going to get to like tackle things. I love it. That's exciting. Do you have a coach, Emily? Um, I have, my husband coaches me. I okay. recently, this has been like the most transitional like year of my life after the semifinals last year. It was definitely time to make some changes, um, get somewhere different, work with someone different. And so um, just where we were at with like planning a wedding and then like knowing that our life was going to shift, like it made the most sense for my husband and I to kind of collaborate, which then like turned into him being like, okay, like I'm coach. Um, mm -hmm. And then in January, when we got married and we moved, we actually moved to Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, and I started training at 12th state, which is where Whitney Galen is. Okay. And so we do a lot of collaborating with Whitney Galen. I feel like in the like, four and a half months that I've been here. Like I've learned a lot from her. She's invested a lot. Um, in say, she's and, like, got a lot of experience. It. Yeah. She's, and she's like so willing to offer it. So mm -hmm. um, between the two of them, I am pretty taken care of. That's great. That's good. Now we talked about you um, taking a look at the semis that have already happened. Um, I know I'm about to watch uh, the first team event go down at Mac as well. Um, any takeaways from what you saw in the last, in the first weekend of semis? Gosh, um, just watching that rope climb workout, it's fast. Um, <laughs> and then watching that lift, you know, it's, it's crazy what people can do. People can lift so strong. So I think if anything, my takeaway is just like to let my confidence be boosted and to let myself continue to like visualize success when I get there and um, just like, it's a, it's a good reminder watching in-person competition, um, like what can happen when you're on the floor and like the, like energy on the floor is totally different than the energy that comes from doing qualify workouts. Um, 
in the gym. So it's been a good reminder of like, let that like spur you on, like let that get you excited. Yeah. Um, so the two workouts you could argue, um, a different athlete might favor one over the other, depending on whether you're sort of really good at pulling and have a great engine or whether you're strong, which one, you know, which one for you is sort of more of a hallmark? Oh, the lift, the lift for sure. Yeah. Rope climbs are something that always got to keep working on those. Um, it's funny. I grew up a gymnast and so, um, at my gym and I'm sure a lot of other gymnasts in the game can relate, but rope climbs were always like our punishment. It was like, Oh, (laughs) like you girls left 10 water bottles in the gym yesterday. So you guys have 10 rope climbs before you can even start practice or you girls are talking too much like rope climbs. Like, so it's been a little while to kind of like mend that relationship with rope climbs. Um, but they're always something to be worked on. It's kind of like burpee penalties and CrossFit, you know, everyone gets them. So I didn't know that about gymnastics. That's interesting. And I imagine those rope climbs wouldn't, would they, would they be legless? Would they be like an L sit? type rope climb? Um, or you- yeah, I, it, it all depended on the context um, and how many we had, but a lot of them <laughs> the were severity like, yeah, no, of the offense. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and like, don't forget, like climbing the rope in like bare feet and leotards. So sure. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Love it. So you have experience with the torque tank from last year. Yeah. Um, I had been on a torque tank, like once on a local competition before the Mac, like very oh. briefly. Mm-hmm. And so I had like a, just a little touch of an idea on it, but yeah, we had that at the Mac, which is actually ended up being um, one of my better events that day. Okay. Now, you know that the standard has changed, right? You can't, you're not holding onto the handles and you're not pushing with your shoulders. I yeah. assume if the standards are going to be the same, you got to like get low and push, which yeah, is going to be actually, a little no, bit I just, of difference to me. I just remember that we don't have the torque tank. We have the flip sled that we're not oh. flipping, that we're pushing. Oh, Granite Games. You're right. I've See, I'm yeah. all in my head. No, that's it, babe. Everybody that are going to Mac have that. You're right. Yeah. Oh, lucky. Do you have one of those to train with? No, I don't. Um, I had been, you know, they had been advertising the flip sled, the sled that flips. And so I'm like, all right, we're going to, we're going to flip this thing. So I'd been um, practicing like tire flips to kind of emulate that. But okay. no, it just came out We're we're pushing and we're pulling it. So I'm yeah. going to get on some sleds today. Did you see the last workout that they released? The ones with the, the sled and the 8,000 calorie on the echo bike? Yeah, in the middle? The cardio mania, basically. How are you feeling about that one? I mean, we're going to barbell. We're going to breathe for a long time. Um, That's another one. I'm hoping that the the atmosphere really hypes me up. But it's one that do we know know that it's a sled? I mean, they're calling it a sled. It's not going to be like a torque tank or anything like that. Yeah, no, they're calling it sled. So the first half we're pushing it. The second half we're dragging it. Got it. Pulling it. So. Um, have you done any kind of weather acclimation? Yes. After, after last year, watching them just like going at it in the hundred degrees, I'm like, oh man, I'm not, I'm not going to get caught up in like that. Also fun, fun backstory about my first experience at Wadapalooza. Um, actually I had been like really sick the week before I went and then I went and competed anyways. Cause like first time, like big hype, like wasn't going to pull out. But then it was 86 degrees in February, and I had just come from North Carolina, where it had been like 30s. Oh my gosh! I long event for the first event on the very first day, like wide open sunshine, had a heat stroke. Oh no. Yep. Oh yeah. It was um, all that. So after that, I learned my lesson. Like I, Annie Thor's daughter was there, not competing, but she was there doing like personal stuff. 
mm-hmm. with her sponsors and whatever. And I chatted with her and I was like, I know that you've had this happen to you before too. Like, how, like, what do you have like to say? Like, what kind of advice? Like, what would you like give me? And she was like, anytime you know you're going to be somewhere hot, like, do your like heat acclimation, like, make sure you are prepared for it, like, sit in saunas, like, that type of thing. But lucky for me, in North Carolina, it's been really hot. So, <laughs> no need for, no need for saunas or anything, but lots of outside training. I've tried to make myself as uncomfortable as possible any chance I get, whether it be doing stuff like outside on the turf or setting up my equipment like further away than what feels like convenient. Um, Like burpees on the turf, which I'm glad because those are actually going to come up. I'm assuming those are going to be on a turf, not a mat. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, last weekend was a really hot weekend. So I think that it kind of got me a little bit peaked for some. Did you do some kind of like a, a mock weekend? Have you, have you sort of tried to do yeah, something like we've, that? Yeah, we've spent a lot of weekends. Um, that's also been the perk of having the second to last semifinals that all sure. of the events have started to put out. Like they started to put out their events. Like while I was still in like a pretty like hard point in my training before it was like time to taper or anything like that. So I played, we've said, oh, we're going to play Syndicate Crown this weekend. Or, oh, we're going to play Lowland. So we've done a lot of like mock um like things like that and like changing my training from I'm I'm the classic crossfitter of the three on one off two on one off like Monday rest Thursday rest Sunday but we've messed around with like training um on different days to emulate competition so for those reasons I'm feeling a lot more prepared than I have in the past Mm -hmm. I'm really excited are are you a full-time athlete right now I am I'm a full-time athlete I am also a small business owner I do nutrition coaching Okay. That was, um, I started doing that in August of 2021. Power, power, power fueled nutrition. Power fueled nutrition. Nutrition. Okay. Yeah. How, how does that, how's that going? I'm a nutrition coach too. I find it to be, um, depending on, I guess, who your, who your clients are. Um, what does your client base look like? Right now, my client base, because I've barely been around for a year and I don't have that big of a marketing push at the mm-hmm. moment my client base is definitely like um, friends or like friends of friends. Like everyday um, people, not yeah. athletes. I have a master's athlete. She's in the 35 to 39 and she went to quarters this year and like is like really hardworking and like and very ambitious and like really good at like goals for herself and she does a lot of local competitions I don't have anybody that's like within like my realm or anything like that but um you know then I've got I've got young people I've got some like masters that just like are just your everyday gym heroes um but I find that um the people that I keep around the longest are the people that appreciate working with me the most are the people that just are like really about it yeah. And that's, that makes your job so much easier too, right? When yeah. They commit to it and do it. I know, um, you know, I struggle with clients all the time that just don't put, put in the effort and then you feel sort of personally responsible for them not achieving their goals. And yet as a nutrition coach, there's only so much you can do. Right. 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 You're like, I can, I can offer you, I can give you all the tools and like, you can use them. Like you gotta use them. I'll teach you how to use them and then, then you can use them. Right. Exactly. Which is like also one of the more rewarding things about it. Like I love to like offer people like what I have and like what I know and hopes that it like changes them and pushes them towards their goals. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. How has your training evolved um, since last year? You said you made a change in terms of you and your husband sort of started to get serious about, you know, that you had to move. What else um, has been happening in that evolution? Big changes. Lots, lots of changes. We have just looked at doing things really differently. I was with um, one coach who was programming for me um, personal before that. Mm -hmm. Um, But we have um, since then just made a lot of changes to how I'm training, what I'm doing, frequency of training, like intensity volume. Like it's just been a lot of different, um, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty much an overhaul. Yeah, that's good. I mean, if you, they always say like, if you want a different result, like you have to make changes, right? And yeah. you can't just keep doing yeah. the same thing. Have you, are you one of those athletes that's come to that point where you've realized that maybe volume is not the answer? And then, yes. okay. Yeah, actually. I, uh, my husband always has to like, tell me to chill out because I like yeah. volume. Like I like days where like I crush myself and where I feel like I've just like trained so much and like squeezed it all out of the tank. But he's like, dude, you, it's Tuesday. Like you still have four training days left in the week. Like you, like you can't sell it all out like that or else we'll just be on damage control. So he holds me accountable to that. Um, we've also learned how, especially with like comp prep, like how to manage like intensity versus Mm -hmm. volume. And he's like, you, like, that was a big thing. I think that we learned is that I was doing just like too much stuff but I wasn't doing enough intensity. So like on comp day, like I wasn't like really super ready to like show it up and like burn it down and then burn it and then burn it down again and like burn it down for a whole weekend. (laughs) So yeah. So that's been the biggest change of competition prep is like, we're really working on like not getting into day three and feeling like, Oh my God, I'm so tired. Yeah. Like obviously there's regardless, there's going to be some of that, but I'm going to be more prepped for it. Yeah. And clearly you've got the nutrition under control. Do you have a favorite sort of go-to carb snack that keeps you going in midday? Gosh, during competition time, I just eat like junk carbs, to be honest, yeah. like yeah. gummies. And That's like, what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Gummies are like prime. You can just like pop a pack open, like shove it down and you've got 20 carbs. You feel great. I step <laughs> on like dextrose, like sugary, like type stuff. The interesting mm-hmm. thing that has been like happening to me lately is that um, when I've been training and it's been so hot and I guess like CrossFit feels like certain types of ways about soda and now I'm like never a soda drinker, which is so funny. But lately I've been like, oh my gosh, like I want a soda. Like after I'm training, just like sugar, sugar yeah. carbs. And, and the carbonation is refreshing. Yeah. And obviously I'm a nutrition coach and I'm not out here telling my clients <laughs> to go, everyone drink your soda. Don't like, watch me. Just do what I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> but like in the case where we're trying to burn it down, like we got to keep the house built. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. So aside from your husband, I assuming he's getting the coach's pass um, for you, your plus one, who else is going to be cheering you on this weekend? Anyone making the trip? So my mom and my brother will be coming. Um, okay. My mom before Alex. So Alex is my husband. Mm-hmm. before Alex was in the picture like my mom was my like she's still my biggest hero but now she doesn't have to be the she doesn't have to make sure that I get everywhere that I need to be she can just be like lunchbox mom um mm-hmm. and Alex makes sure that I get where I need to be so my mom will be there she's my biggest fan my brother will be coming 
um, my grandparents are going to drive from North Carolina. Um, and my aunt will be going with them. So my mom and brother will be taking a plane because (laughs) they don't want to drive, but yeah, (laughs) my grandparents are going to load up my granddaddy's truck and that's sweet drive. Have they Um, ever seen you compete in person? They came to the Mac last year for the first time, which was crazy to them. They had never seen me do CrossFit. They had just like only heard me talk about training and they knew that what I was doing was like, I don't know, I was doing some sport thing that was different than what anybody else really did. And so they were like, oh my gosh, we're so glad that we came and watched because we could have never understood what you were doing unless we actually saw it. Um, So that they had so much fun last year that this year when I um, got placed at Granite Games at first, they were kind of like, oh, like we really want to come watch, but that's further than we thought it was going to be. It's not mm-hmm. Tennessee. Like, obviously, where I am in North Carolina, we're so close to Tennessee. Um, but then they decided, they're like, yeah, we want to come. So that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, sorry. That's my dog in our apartment. He- well, that was going to be my next question because I've seen a chocolate lab on your yeah. uh, Instagram. Is that your baby right there? Yeah, he's actually really friendly. He just, just doesn't quit. He just it's doesn't okay. love, come here, Leo, come see the camera. Yeah, we love, we love dogs. This oh is my Leo. Goodness. He's Hi, a really baby. good boy. Yeah, he's really good boy. He got boy. big. Yeah, he's, he's a small lab, but he is a little bit, yeah, he's a small lab. Um, yeah, we just moved. Um, he was living with my in-laws before we got married and moved. And so he was on like their property. They have like horses and land and everything. And so moving into an apartment he hears like way more noises than he ever heard before. So sometimes oh, sure. he does he's that. protecting you. It's all good. Yeah. But he, about it. he is my baby. I'm obsessed with him. I wanted a dog my whole life and I never had one. And oh, then, really? This is your first yeah, one? He's, oh yeah. He's my first, like awesome. the best first dog I could have ever dreamed of. Um, how, how are you and your husband handling the co-parenting issue? Cause I know when my, my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, when we got our first dog, we almost broke up. Like it was, it was a struggle. Yeah, we got Leo like a couple weeks before we got engaged. Okay. And so he lived his puppy life with Alex. And so Alex did all of the like wake up a couple of times of night to the mothering, let yeah. him go out and like all of that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, that was hard. Like the first week we had him was like, oh man, because all the, I'm just like, Obviously, he's not a real life human kid, but like it was like bringing a baby home. All of a sudden, all yep. of your attention is on the baby. Yep. Um, but then, um, yeah, I was so glad because he lived with Alex most of the time until we got married and lived together. And so I've been so glad to like actually have him all of the time now and not have to like yeah. play joint custody. Yeah. <laughs> but, and now I think right now because I'm home more than Alex because I like work remotely and like train and all that so Mm -hmm. I think he's a little bit more partial than me right now because I'm I joke into that I'm a primary parent now and Alex is like well you can't take back those puppy years like you can't take that back (laughs) that's funny I love it well this has been great getting to know you I just have one final question before we have to wrap up um goals for the weekend what's what's your ultimate leave like nothing left like just go out there and like finish each event knowing that like I sent it and like I did like what I could do and then some um no regret I love it 
Well, Emily DeFeo, B. Roth, be on the lookout yeah. for her. Um, we wish you the best of luck at Granite Games. I'm not going to be there, but I'll be watching. And uh, my co-host, Scott, will have his Clydesdale Media shirt on, so look for him to say Great. hello. And uh, we'll be cheering you on. Best of luck. Happy trails. Yeah, all that good you. stuff. And uh, say hi to Leo for me. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. All right. You. Take care. Bye. Bye.